Looking for a CRM that's more Canadian than apologizing for apologizing? Meet Client Connector. Imagine high-levels genius, now with extra Canadian politeness and a dash of maple syrup smoothness. Courtesy of Blue Cow Marketing's Decade of Wizardry in Business Automation, this is where tech meets Canadian charm. For just $97 a month, you're not buying a system. You're getting a hockey team's worth of support, minus the ice. It's all the CRM power you need, with the personal touch of your favorite local diner. Ready to make your business as smooth as maple syrup and as efficient as a beaver dam? Paddle over to clientconnector.app and let's get your business saying sorry for being so awesome. I want to start out today's episode with a question for you. So just stop and think and take this question in. Do you believe in Santa Claus? Well, today's episode, we're going to be talking about beliefs and why this topic was top of mind for me for today's recording. Let's get right into it and understand your beliefs and what that means for your business. Now, I kicked off the beginning of the episode with that question of, do you believe in Santa Claus? Now, if it's not part of your belief system to even believe in Christmas and, and all that, then you know obviously you don't. But let, let's back it up a bit for those who do celebrate Christmas and the tradition of Santa Claus. And why is this topic coming to mind for me today? Well, um, I may have mentioned, if you listen to previous episodes, that I have a son. He's seven. And um, today, while driving to school, he said to me, you know what, I don't think Santa is real. And I said, well, why is that? He's like, I just think that it's you um, writing Santa's name on all the gifts. And I said, well, Santa's real. You have to believe in that. And then he went on to, to tell me, and I don't think that that little person that brings the coins for my teeth is real. Like the tooth fairy? Yeah. And I, you know, went on to talk about that and you know, over the last year at St. Patrick's Day, we talked about leprechauns and he was trying to trap a leprechaun and he would put out a, a box and he would trap him and, and uh, the leprechaun was never there, but the leprechaun would leave things for him. Um, and he asked an, one time a note if the leprechaun could leave him a stuffy. Now, that's a little stuffed toy. Well, the leprechaun successfully did that one time. Uh, and then he got smart and he thought he could leave traps in other places. Uh, however, the leprechaun did not leave the gifts in the other places. So uh, well, when he, when he came to kind of talk to me about this this morning, he said, well, you know, I, I just don't understand why this little man would be walking around leaving toys for people, meaning the leprechaun, not Santa. And I said, well, he's magic. And you know what? He... He shows up when he needs to show up, uh, and, and that's how that works. And he's like, well, that, that magic is not real. He's like, look, I, and he was in my back of my truck uh, at the bus stop. And he's like, look, I can't fly, and he jumps out. Well, you know, the idea behind the fact that he is talking in very logical sense really got me to thinking about beliefs and, you know, what do you believe in? Now, he is testing the boundaries of his belief system right now when it comes to things like Tooth Fairy, Santa Claus, uh, Leprechauns, and obviously we'll carry over to Easter Money. But when it comes to you and your business you know, and what it is that you are doing, do you truly believe that you have something of value? 
Do you truly believe that what it is that you are getting up every single day to do, to create, to put out into this world is something that is going to change someone's life? Is it something that is going to solve a problem? Is it something that is going to enhance a quality of life? Do you truly believe in it? Well, in looking at this, you know, it, it led me to, to dive a bit deeper and understand, you know, the, the, the basic understanding of, of why beliefs are important. And it comes down to a lot of people that are creating content are doing it in a very positive light, which means they have a very high sense of positivity in what they're doing, right? I feel positive about this. I feel, you know, I feel that this is good and everything, but ultimately, do they really believe it? And while positivity is a fantastic way to put things into your marketing and, and attract people to what you're doing, it is not the only thing or even anything that will actually truly be to the core of success. So what I'm going to do is challenge you to think about the content that you are creating. So if you're running a blog post today or you're creating a video or you're doing a social post or like me, you are actually um, recording a podcast today, do you believe that what you are doing is actually making a difference? And this comes back to a different kind of, of discussion that I, or an experience more so, that happened to me earlier in the week. So if you haven't followed, you know, my YouTube channel, which is youtube.com slash blue cow marketing, um, what I would do over there is I create video content. Um, whenever I, I find something when working with a client or maybe it's a tool uh, or a new way to do something and I think, you know what, somebody could benefit from learning this. So I record a video. A lot of times there are screen recordings uh, using Loom. I uh, show people, hey, here's a cool tool. This is what I like about it. This is what I don't like about it. Or, you know, hey, if you're using this tool, have you tried to do something like this with it? Uh, and I put it out there with the true belief that it is something that if you are struggling with that problem at that time and you found this video and you watched it, I believe that you will get a return from that. I'm positive about the content. I come to it with a very positive attitude, but if I didn't truly believe it, it wouldn't make any sense to do it. So what this comes back to is I start to look at the comments. I mean, we have, I think about 1150 subscribers on the channel. I mean, it's not a lot, um, but I was excited when we crossed over that one threshold, uh, that 1000 threshold. But the idea behind it is people do leave comments. Uh, and a lot of times the comments are very positive. It's like, hey, you know what, thanks for that. Uh, or, hey, what do you think about this? If it was like me reviewing phone systems, uh, you know, and, and I try to reply to as many as possible. Well, a couple months ago, a company called Samcart, and if you're not familiar with them, you wanna check them out if you need to do an e-commerce kind of platform selling a course. Um, but they released an online library called Creator U, and it was a, a Netflix style uh, of subscription that allowed you to do online training. So you consume different levels of training from different softwares uh, and people talking about, hey, how do you use TikTok? How do you use Instagram? You know, those type of things, right? Very marketing based for businesses. 
So in that launch, uh, when it came out, they had an introductory special. Um, I bought it, uh, and then I also then did a review of it uh, in this video. And I had a very positive light to it and everything. So anyway, um, that came out. And then as of recent, I'm getting a lot of comments on that video from people saying, hey, well, obviously this this software doesn't do anything for you. Uh, you know, you don't have like 100,000 subscribers, um, pretty bogus, that type of stuff. And then it started to be getting me to think about, you know, why are they doing that? Like, what's the point of that? For one, the video is not about growing your YouTube channel. You know, there's not even, I don't think, a video in there about YouTube. Um, and I know through research that if you want to properly grow a YouTube channel, you need to dedicate a lot of time to it, right? And I believe that if I did that, I could grow it. I don't have the time to do that right now. There's many other things that need my attention, but my belief is that I am okay not doing that right now. So you have these people making these comments about this um, and they're just really being trolls, right? And it's really annoying. So the side thing behind that is if you are doing something that you truly believe it is providing a value, that if one person was to get a positive return about what it is that you're putting out there, whether it's a post, whether it's a blog, whether it's a workshop, whatever, doesn't matter what content you put out, if you are doing it in a true sense of believing that you are creating something that is going to change someone else in a positive light, then you're doing the right thing. Now, Let's get back to this, and this made me dive in a bit more. Now, I'm not you know, a psychologist or anything like this, but when I was doing the research for this episode about beliefs, you know, they talked about this belief cycle. So it led me to, to dive in a bit more, and what I came across is this core belief cycle. Um, and it, it begins with, you know what, beliefs, right? And it's more of a flywheel type effect. And Google it, core belief cycle, you'll see a lot of graphics about it. But the idea behind this is when you have a belief, right? Your inner belief that comes from experiences that you have, you know, that the way that you perceive yourself, the world, the other, the you know, others in the world, your business, that type of stuff, that then leads to thoughts. These thoughts are your ideas, your opinions, the way that you understand everything, and the way that you will start to think about content that you need to create. From thoughts, you get into feelings. Now, feelings is not something that I'm very well um, attuned into, but you know the idea is when you think about it, you're like, yeah, that's going to change. You start to feel that. You're like, what would that mean for somebody who is actually experiencing this right now? Like, what type of, of thing? Is it going to be excitement? Is it going to be you know shame? Is it going to be joy? Is it going to be love? Is it surprise? Whatever that is, right? You start to then attach feelings that are coming along with that. Then from those feelings come actions, right? This is your behaviors, your impulses, your your reactions. And in marketing and what we're doing here, when you have that, those actions are you creating that content, right? So you, you, you come up with this idea of, hey, I believe this problem is out there. You know, let's give a, a true experience of this. You know, I'm in the process right now of building out a core offer for my business. You know, up until this point, I've been doing a lot of one-to-one -one type of engagements with, with businesses and clients, 
where in reality, it's an exchange of dollars to hours, right? Now, I want to get into a scalable fashion for, for a quality of life, but I truly believe that in my 20 years of being in business or 20 plus years, oh, wow, it's a long time. But in that time frame, I've gained a lot of experience. I've gained a lot of, of um, knowledge that could be used to enhance someone's life. So that is my belief. I believe that there are businesses out there that need the confidence, the skill set, the reassurance that they can create content that is going to change the world, right? So that's my belief that's out there. So that lead, or led me to start to think about, well, what can I do? Well, how about a, a core offering? You know, how about a coaching program, a subscription-based program, whatever that is, right? Those are my initial thoughts in there. And then the feelings are, well, if I could do that and I could have those positive feelings that people get when they actually consume the content, have that transformation. You know, earlier this week, I had a client that was on a, a monthly retainer and my goal with them was giving them confidence to build content, right? Giving them the confidence that they could write blog posts, that they could launch a podcast, that they could create social content. And they basically said in our weekly meeting, you know what, I think we need to move out of this model because I think we're kind of, you know, we're, we're past that now, right? Now we need to get more into the kind of the, the conversion of the sales. How do we manage our sales process? And I thought to myself initially, oh no, I'm going to lose a, a monthly client. But in reality, they graduated, right? They gained that confidence. You know, my belief that that was needed was true. So those are my feelings is I believe that that is true. Here are the thoughts of how to do it. I feel good about it, both internally and also the feelings they will have. Now my actions, that is where I'm going to beginning the process of building out that content, that main offer, that irresistible offer, all that kind of, that, that kind of um, package of, of content that I want to create for people. Um, and those are the actions of what you want to do. So for me, it's also going to be creating podcasts. So in this episode, you will hear um, at some point here, um, you know, a little ad about, um, you know, the, the tools that we have on our website. Now, that will eventually in future podcasts become uh, an ad for whatever irresistible offer that we are developing, Okay. So you start to do these actions to start to work with that. Now, these actions then create experiences. And these are moments and happenings in your life that become memories. So when people start to, to engage in your content, when they start to believe in what you are doing, and think about that. Think about those main people that are in your industry, those thought leaders that are out there. If you didn't believe in them and you didn't believe in their content, you wouldn't still be following them. You still wouldn't be consuming their content, right? And the reason for that is they create experiences. You know what? The you know Gary Vaynerchuk, great marketer. You can love him or hate him, whatever that is. Um, I personally love the content that he creates, but he his podcast is the Gary V Audio Experience, and his content is creating experiences. In essence, is actually taking you along with him, and you're experiencing that. So as you experience it, then you come full circle around. And then you have those beliefs again, right? And those beliefs will then start to create new thoughts, new feelings, new actions, new experiences, new beliefs, right? It's just a flywheel effect as you go around and around and around. So my challenge to you in listening to this episode, wherever you are, whether you're walking, driving, sitting on your sofa, sitting at your desk, I don't care where you are, but if you're listening to this right now, my challenge to you is to do an audit on what you believe, right? 
Do you believe that what you are doing right now in your business is where you need to be? Do you believe it's going to change the world? Do you believe, and by the world, I don't mean the entire world, whether if you have that dream, perfect, but in the world in which you serve, right? So if you deal with just, hey, chiropractors, right, that's the world. Will it change that world, right? Do you believe that? Do you believe that you are authentic and true, right? Not trying to be, you know, the next whoever that's in your industry, right? You're not trying to mimic them, but you need to believe in who you are and who you authentically want to be. And that needs to come across in your content. So again, in the end, think about it. Do you believe in Santa Claus? Thanks for listening. While we take a break for just a moment, I want to give a shout out to the great team over at eWebinar. eWebinar is an automated webinar platform that allows you to take your killer webinar and automate it in evergreen format, unlike anything that I've ever seen before. You can integrate it with Slack, with your CRM. It basically is as close to a real live webinar as it gets. And you can learn more and find out how you can get a free demo at bluecowmarketing.ca slash eWebinar. So as we just rolled into the, the 100th episode, right? We just had the 100th episode, a great episode last week, and this is episode 101. I want to do something different. I want to talk a little bit about, you know, a content experience that I had with a client. And I'm not probably going to do this in every episode, but I thought, hey, you know what? Let's do this today because this was top in mind. So one of my great clients here in the East Coast in Canada is a company called Black Star Wealth. Um, and Wendy Brookhouse is the, the the face of the business. She's you know an amazing financial uh, advisor, planner, professional, but she also believes in the power of content, the power of empowerment, the power of getting you to become you know financially aware versus just selling you a product or service. So in her journey, she has created a, a program and this is a high level, high ticket product called a total wealth accelerator, right? And so this is the end of the road, right? Not in a negative sense, but this is the, 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 the piece de resistance, as you should say, um, where if you were to working, be working with her as a business owner, that is the program that you want to be in. And it takes an entire year, right? And it, it has a high price tag. So, what we found when launching that was she has a podcast, she writes a blog, um, she does a lot of presentations, and it was a big leap for somebody to go from, you know, let's say a free webinar or listening to a podcast or reading a blog to, hey, sign up for this, you know, 10K plus type of program, right? That was a big jump. So what we found and what she has found is that there needs to be a, a leap pad in the middle, Right. There needs to be a, a hop for somebody who's not ready to go the full way, you know, something that's going to fit, you know, in that, in that 6K kind of price tag, uh, because the target demographic for who you are creating your product for will be kind of qualified by the pricing of it. So you may be listening to this and you'd be like, I couldn't sell a 6K type of product, right? But if you are dealing with business owners, you know, that's the type of price tag that we as business owners expect to pay. Um, and obviously the value will need to come with that. So 
she's in the process of, of building out this, this program um, in the middle. Now, I'm not going to give away the name of it yet because it hasn't been launched yet. Um, but the idea behind this is this is like a, a step one. This is like a plan. Uh, that you can work on and you know it's a, a shorter engagement it gives you the core foundations to what her whole program is and then from there if you want to accelerate right the total wealth accelerator then you can go ahead and upgrade right you you graduate from this product this program to the accelerator um, and then in the pricing structure what you invested there will be applied to the bigger program. So you're not necessarily having to then put out another 10K plus uh, from that, you're actually just gonna put out the difference. But in itself, if you were comfortable with, hey, you know what, this program was great, this is what I needed, I don't need to go to the accelerator side, you will get value out of that. So what am I talking about in all of this and why am I bringing this up? Well, the reality is you are not going to know when you create something, if it is going to be the perfect structure, right? When we originally built the accelerator, we thought, hey, this is what everybody needed. This is what they wanted. Uh, you know, this was like, we believed and she believed that this was the thing, right? And while people that, that have gone through it, they know and they believe this is the thing, but it's very hard to get people to understand that, right? And, and, and feel that and believe that. So we went ahead and put a step in between, right? And once that launches, maybe that'll get more people to that stage. Maybe we'll realize there needs to be another step between those two. Who knows, right? But think about it in your content. When you launch something, it is much easier to start at the end and work back versus start at the beginning and work towards something. Because here's the analogy and the visualization that I want you to think. When you're creating initial content, free content, blogs, podcasts, videos, whatever it is, think of it like a step, right? And then the next thing you do is another step. So you are building this staircase. But what happens when you build this staircase of content and experiences and you realize the door, which is the, the end product, the end course, the high ticket program, is actually 30 feet to the left or to the right of where those stairs go. Right. That's the problem you face when you go ahead and start to build from the front to the end, the beginning to the end. If you build your main core offering first, and then let's say, let's take, you know, let's shave half of that off. And what can we do for the, the main part of it? And can we offer that as a, you know, a lighter version? And then from there, you know, are there pieces in that that we can offer for an even lighter version? Right? So think about a course that with, you know, or a main program that has like 12 months. And then you can say, okay, what can I do in six months? Right? Could I take the, the main foundational part and could there be value in that if they ended at that? Well, yeah, sure there could be. Right? You may have to, to change it just a little bit, but that is something that you can do with your content. And then from there, you know, maybe there's, there's one month modules in there that you want to make like micro pieces of course content right? And sell those at a fraction of the price, right? Not enough that if they bought all six, that it would be the same price or less. You want to incentivize people to go for the full program. Um, but the idea is then you then shave it off even more, right? And then you got those, and then maybe they're on different topics. And then you build out social content around that, right? So you do blog posts on each one of those topics. And each of those topics have, you know, on the post, 
have um, offers for that lower priced product that, that people can go into. So if you're reading, let's use the, the financial um, analogy here or the, the example, because that's what we're talking about. You know, maybe one of your modules is on cash flow planning. So that's the $1,000, so say product, right? So um, you do a blog post on cash flow planning tips and things like that, but in there is an offer for that program for a thousand bucks, right? Maybe you even reduce it a bit more for the first one you buy, you get 50% off. It doesn't matter, whatever you wanna do to incentivize them to get in there. But what I'm saying with this is if you work that way, it is much easier to go and get you to a starting point because you know you're just really just tracing your steps back along your breadcrumbs versus starting to go first, like, okay, now I need to do a social post on this. Well, what am I, right? And then I go and I say, okay, well, maybe I just need a webinar or maybe I should do like a YouTube channel or maybe I should, you know, start a new blog or, or maybe I get a newsletter and I'll do that, right? But you really have no idea what you're going towards. And if you don't, your audience does not, right? So think about it in your content is reverse engineer everything that you do and I guarantee it'll be a lot easier in the end, the pieces will come together. It'll be a lot heavier in the front end because you have to build up that main core offering. But as you come back, most of that work has already been done. So that's it for, for this episode. Thank you for listening. Please subscribe wherever you're listening to this so you can get every episode uh, moving forward. And if you want some video tips on new tools and techniques and everything, go to youtube.com slash blue cow You know, throughout the years, I've, I've seen and used a lot of tools in my business, and a lot of them I'm still using to this day. And I get asked many times, what tools and equipment do you recommend? So I thought, hey, let's put a page together on the website, and it is now live, bluecowmarketing.ca slash tools. And on there, you will see a list of the different softwares and tools that I recommend and use in my business. We've got eWebinar, we got Keep, we've got Loom, we've got Jasper. Um, and then also for podcasting, a lot of people want to know what kind of equipment do I use. All those links are there. Check it out, bluecountmarketing.ca slash tools. Looking for a CRM that's more Canadian than apologizing for apologizing? Meet Client Connector. Imagine high levels genius. Now with extra Canadian politeness and a dash of maple syrup smoothness. Courtesy of Blue Cow Marketing's decade of wizardry in business automation, this is where tech meets Canadian charm. For just $97 a month, you're not buying a system. You're getting a hockey team's worth of support, minus the ice. It's all the CRM power you need, with the personal touch of your favorite local diner, ready to make your business as smooth as maple syrup and as efficient as a beaver dam. Paddle over to clientconnector.app and let's get your business saying sorry for being so awesome.